0: Section twenty three of the Fairchild Family. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Your reader is Rosie Roberts from California. The Fairchild Family by Mary Martha Sherwood. The Happy Evening Henry had just finished washing his hands and combing his hair, and Emily had only that minute changed her pinafore when the distant sound of the carriage was heard betty was preparing the piece for supper and john laid the cloth when henry and emily ran out upon the lawn what a happy moment was that when the carriage stopped at the gate and john opened the door and let down the step and lucy jumped out and ran to meet emily and henry one would have thought that the children had been parted a year instead of a day and all the family came into the parlor how nice the peas smell said mr fairchild and i really want my supper ''So do I, Papa,'' said Lucy, ''and so do I,'' whispered Henry to Emily. ''But you must not say so,'' returned Emily. ''No, no,'' said Henry firmly, ''I know that. We agreed upon that before. John came in with a very large basket, well packed out of the chase. Lucy was running to begin to unpack it, when Mr. Fairchild said, ''Let us have our supper first, dear child, and the basket shall be our dessert.'' ''Very well, Papa,'' answered Lucy.'' and her young heart was filled with joy on account of the things that were in it though she did not know of things for herself john came in with a nice smoking leg of lamb and he then went out and brought some peas and young potatoes to which he added a hot currant and raspberry pie mr fairchild said grace and began to help those at the table from the lamb whilst mrs fairchild served the peas lucy being helped mr fairchild said to emily are you very hungry my dear shall i give you much or little none thank you papa was the answer a few peas my dear then said her mother none thank you mamma replied emily mrs fairchild offered potatoes or tart none thank you mamma was emily's answer to every offer mrs fairchild seemed rather surprised but was still more so when henry who was always provided with a good appetite gave exactly the same answers which emily had done she supposed however that the children had supped already and said what did betty give you my dears emily told her mother but coloured very much while speaking and there was something their parents thought rather odd in both their faces what is it said mr fairchild there is some little mystery here let us hear it what has happened i trust that you have not been playing in the sun and made yourselves unwell we did papa replied henry bravely and when the things are taken away we will tell you all about it i do beg said mr fairchild that you will tell us all about it even before we begin to eat for there is your mamma looking anxious emily looking ready to cry and lucy too with her what is this great secret i will tell you papa said henry getting up and walking round to his father's knee i opened the door papa he said it was not emily's fault she told me not to do it and then she came out and she went to the top of the barn and we went after her and she chattered to us and then she went and then when we came after her and then she sat on the gate and went on and came to the stile talking all the way almost as if she had been making game of us did she not emily really my dear boy replied mr fairchild forcing himself to smile try to make your story plainer or we shall be more in the dark at the end of it all than we were at the beginning all i now understand is that you and emily climbed over the roof of the barn after somebody well and i hope you got no fall in this strange exploit angry papa said lucy henry has often been on the thatch of the barn and never got hurt i did not say i was angry my dear replied mr fairchild i might say that it was neither safe nor prudent for little girls to scramble up such places and i might say do not try these things again But if no harm was intended, why was I to be angry? But I must hear a more straightforward story than Henry has told me. He has not given me the name of the person who went chattering before him and Emily. Was it a fairy, a little spiteful fairy, Emily? Did you let her out of a box, as the princess did in the fairy tale? And what has all this to do with your refusing your suppers? Come, Emily, let us hear your account of this affair.' Poor Emily had been sadly put out by all that had passed between Henry and her father, and she therefore looked very red when she began her story. But she got courage as she went on and told it all, just as it related in the last chapter, only she passed slightly over the wilfulness which her brother had shown in opening the cage door. She finished by saying that as they had given away their suppers, they had agreed together not to eat another, and we settled not to tell our reasons till the things were taken away yes papa added henry we did i will own that i was fearful there was something much amiss and she put out her hand to her little girl and boy and having kissed them she added now my children sit down and eat all sup together cried lucy with her brightest happiest smile and afterwards opened the basket more than give each of you a slice of lamb," said mr fairchild i am going to-morrow to pay a visit to mr darwell i have put this visit off too long and i will call on mr burke sir charles Noble's steward and inquire about these poor people what is the name of the old woman my dears edward papa cried henry edward said emily is the boy's name not the old woman's we did not ask her name i thought that was likely answered mr fairchild smiling well henry i will tell you what must be done you must be ready at six o'clock to-morrow morning and we will walk whilst it is cool to mr burke's and get our breakfast there and you must help us to find these poor people oh, papa said henry he could not say another word for joy after supper and when everything but the candles was cleared from the table the basket was set on it and mrs fairchild began to unpack it first she took out a number of parcels of rice and sugar and pepper and mustard and such things as children do not care to see these were put aside and then came a smooth long parcel which she opened it contained a piece of very nice muslin to make lucy and emily best frocks there was no harm in the little girls being very pleased at the sight of this they had been taught to be thankful for every good and useful thing provided for them these two were put aside and next came a larger parcel tied up in a paper with care and the name of lucy from mrs goodrich written upon it it was handed to lucy she did not expect it and her hands quite shook while she untied the string it contained a beautiful doll the size of emily's famous doll and i could not say which of the two little sisters was most delighted the two largest parcels were at the bottom of the basket and came last one was directed with a pencil by lucy to emily and the other to henry and when these were opened it was found out that lucy had spent all her own money to make these parcels richer each contained a beautiful book with many pictures and in emily's parcel were a pair of scissors for doll work and needles and cotton and lots of bright penny ribbon and a bundle of ends of bright tints for dolls frocks they were the very things that would please emily most and as she said would help so nicely to dress lucy's doll henry beside his book had a large rough knife a ball of string and all a little nail-passer a paper of tax and some other little thing which happened to be just what he wanted most of all things in the world for he was always making things in wood well that was a happy evening indeed it had been a happy day only mag had given some trouble but as emily said even mag's mischief had turned out for some good because the poor little children had got a supper by it the next day was almost, if not quite, as pleasant as the day before. Henry was out with his father, and Lucy and Emily had all the day given to them for the dressing the new doll and settling her name. So they called her Amelia after Mrs. Howard. End of section twenty-three. Your reader has been Rosie Roberts from California.